Hey everybody, it's your favorite reconstructionists, Eric Brown and Phil Relly, and welcome to episode number 16 of the one and only show bringing you tips and tricks to working vehicle collision cases from the best experts in the industry every Wednesday. Today's topic is be a geek. So grab your expert angle coffee mug and settle in. Three, two, one, off we go. Every year, traffic crashes claim the lives of over a million people and account for over $500 billion of injuries around the world. A small select group of people from police to attorneys to expert investigators are tasked with getting justice for the victims, protecting the rights of involved parties, and ensuring the story is told accurately and honestly. Unfortunately, we believe that is an impossible task without the right team of experts. If you agree, then keep on listening for actionable tips from leading experts across various industries that you can start taking today to elevate your professional game. If you disagree, then tune in anyway and let us convince you with our ideas. We are Eric Brown and Phil Rally, and this is Crash Tech, The Expert Angle. Welcome back to the show, guys. Crash Tech, The Expert Angle podcast is brought to you by Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. If you have an accident that you need answers for or you think the other side has it wrong, Crash Tech can help. Connect with us at www.crashtechreconstruction.com to submit your case for a free review. So, Phil, man, we are going to get spicy on this show today. I mean, I hope the thermostat is up. I hope, man, because <laughs> we're going to bring the heat today. And you know what? This might be the closest thing to like reconstruction naughtiness that we could talk about. We're gonna, things are going to get exciting. And so, you know what, like why waste any time and, and deprive the video viewers? Uh, unfortunately, the audio viewers are just going to have to listen in, but the video yeah. viewers, you guys are going to get a show today. I don't want to waste any time. I'm just going to go ahead and whip it out for everybody right here on screen. Look right here. Bang. There's the old fashioned calculator. Phil's old fashioned calculator. Yeah. Now I say old fashioned, but for those of you that don't get the video, it's not like the old, like chunk, 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 you know, key with the ribbon. Like it's new enough that at least it has the, the, uh, uh, you know, whatever you call it with the, where the light charges the batteries. (laughs) (laughs) This is solar. It's got the solar panel. (laughs) There you go. This is what happens when uh, uh, you get up early and decide it's, it's a good idea to. That's because my mind's going one direction now yeah. because I'm talking about the spicy show. That's how excited I am to talk about the show and calculators. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's what gets my engine revving anymore. That's how you know you're getting old. <laughs> but no, so today's show is actually really cool and, and one that we've touched upon briefly on other shows. And so it, enough so that we were like, you know what, we should actually probably dedicate some time to this show because I think it, it brings a lot of relevance to what we do. And that is to be that geek, right? So many of the, of the new engineers and reconstructionists that are coming out, me and Phil are seeing it. So I know you guys are seeing it where they're just using programs, everything gets plugged into a program anymore, right? The diagram is done in a program. Math is done in a program. You type in your, your recon report in a program. Every, everything that, that a reconstructionist does anymore is done by a program. Mm-hmm. And so we're allowing technology, I think, to take over these investigations. Um, and I think that's a dangerous slope to be going down. Yeah. I really, really do. And it's not that I fear like machines taking over the world. Um, I, I think guys like Elon Musk are smart enough 
that when their cars become transformers, I think he has like an explode button that they can hit at Tesla and Could just blow be. the car, just blow the car up, shut it down. Yeah. Something, uh, you know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not super worried about that whole thing, but, um, you know, but the rea- the reliability of, of math. So I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I know this is something that you're passionate about. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just old school, but. Well, and, and so think about this too. What if I don't want to? Well, and that's good coffee. Sorry for the delay in the, in the microphone, but I started the sentence and then took a sip of coffee and realized it was really hot. <laughs> so <laughs> it, uh, it took me a second to get it down. But no, so think about this. And maybe the reason that we're, we're seeing so much more of the, the technology creep in here is because when you go take the ACTAR test, what are you allowed to take? <laughs> Pencil, paper, calculator, eraser non-graphing calculator right right just a simple like my little guy right here my ti 30 xs available at office max for 19.99 so now texas instruments also has to send us a a check i think in the mail a little sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) so um but no you know it, it um your experts have to be in the habit of doing their own math and that's what they're checked on in the accreditation exam. And so apparently even those guys think it's important that experts know how to do this stuff because at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to make sure that the programs that we're using are doing things correctly. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, here's, go ahead. You know, when it comes to, yeah, this is kind of a, I don't know maybe an offensive comment or whatnot, but I guess it is what it is. Welcome to my thoughts. Um, <laughs> the generation that's coming up is, is coming up in a world of technology where that's all they know. That, that's what they, that's how they've learned. So that's the process they've used for everything from, from, you know, uh, elementary school all the way up is technology, technology, technology you're seeing less paper in schools and more doing everything online. So everything they rely upon is, is in a program of some sort. And yeah, are they reliable? The programs, I I would say, yes, these math programs are reliable, but at the end of the day, anybody, anybody can, can download or purchase a calculate or a program that uh, has, you know, a plethora of, of, of uh, calculations or, or things where all they have to do is input the data. All they have to do is know what variables I have to plug in to get an answer. And it's the path of least resistance. Um, it's not doing your own work. It's someone else doing it for you. And you're relying on the individual or company that developed that software program that it, it's going to be right. But are you looking in the background? What, what formula is that program using that's calculating the answer you're getting? Number one. And number two, yeah. where is it truncating? Right. Exactly. And how yeah. does that change your numbers? Because for some things that you do in reconstruction, if that thing's truncating out at four, four decimal places and everything else drops off, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, but think about too, I mean, if, if the coder 
forgot one parenthesis in an order of operation or something like that. Think about how much that's going to throw, throw yeah. the entire, because the program doesn't know. All it knows how to do is, is complete the actual task at which it was given in the order it was given. And right. so we talked about this in a previous episode of how often are these programs updated? Like, think about that. Our math program that we use, and I would say, arguably, the program that we use here at our company is probably one of the more reputable programs, more mainstream, uh, pride bigger, yeah. little, you know, um, and it's constantly updated. Sure and, is. And, and one of the things that you'll see when you get the list of updates, because they send it to us and they're like, hey, these are things that we updated. And a lot of times it's just, we added formulas. We added this formula, this formula, so it can do this. The reports look a little bit nicer. The workflow is a little bit cleaner. However, there's always one section that says what? Oh yeah. Fix, fixed. Fixes glitches or fixes something. Yeah. Yep. Fixed error in blah, 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 blah. Um, and if you didn't do your own math and you used that formula, you're, you're pretty screwed. You never knew. <laughs> well, and it's been my experience, you know, in the, <coughs> excuse me, the no, uh, program, the program. Well, and, and let me throw that in real quick, just a real quick disclaimer. How often has that happened? I, I mean, they repair the bugs all the time. How often have you found it to be different than your hand math? Me? Never. never. I've never seen it been different, but right. is the possibility well, and, there. And, and that's where I've always, uh, I've always done my own math by hand. You know, I've got notebook paper scattered all over my office and erasers and whatnot. And it actually, you know, like back to your be a geek, I actually will go to the store to find a better eraser because I don't like the eraser I've been using. It leaves yes. streaks, so I want a nice clean eraser. But um and but at the end of the day, the, the the program we use, I still use it as a validation tool only. Yeah. Um to double check my math. Now is there going to be a difference? to some degree in what I calculated by hand as compared to what the program spits out. Yeah. But it's very, very small. You know, I may calculate 24.9735 and it may calculate 24.974. Right. Yeah. You know, it's subtle differences like that. I haven't found the one, you know, that's huge except for the one Dodge that was doing 10,000 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> program calculated something I different. Wait, I cannot wait until like the statute of limitations on that case is over. Like, because I, man, I've got to like we have to publish a book about that case. Like, that's you the know, best case, my favorite one. I think that we've ever worked. The best part was the amount of laughter that came from that calculator. And of course, you know, when you get so wrapped up in something, you know, you 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 don't see the forest for the trees. But um, that was funny. But no, I. Just like everything else, you know, let's go back to our black box, you know, EDR or, or ACM. The ACM is a tool. The data in the ACM is a tool mm-hmm. for validation. Do your freaking work. But there's so many guys that are, you know, billable hours. So I'll just plug it in, spit it out, print out a report. There it is. Did, you know, how often do they go in and actually look at the formula? Yeah. That the computer and, is using and are, have you used that formula? Right. And I would argue to say too, if you're using a company that does billable hours, which almost all of them do, and they give you computer math, I would ask for their hand math. And if they didn't do hand math, they better not have charged you like eight hours to do math. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, I, I mean, yeah, do I, you know, 
sometimes there are bills a little bit different because like we have actual time doing hand math. Yeah. You know, but at the, at the same time though, I, I would argue that me personally, and maybe it's just because it's my company. Uh, I would argue that I think our work product is better than anybody else out there. The, you well, know. At the end of the day, when you, you know, think about when you went back through, go back to, to the first crash reconstruction series class that you took. Yeah. Um, and they wouldn't even let you bring a laptop. No. Because that was their thing is you got to learn how to crawl before you can walk. Got to learn how to walk before you can run. Yeah. And, and you did everything by hand and you heard a lot of cussing in the room where someone fat fingered a number and they had to go back and, you know, they, they used their eraser and actually erased holes and papers. Yeah. Um, but at the know, end of the day too, if an attorney made the mistake to ask you to go to the whiteboard well, Mr. Relly, if you go to the whiteboard, could you complete these calculations for me and, and show the jury, walk them through what you did? I'd be like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Got a marker? Like, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no problem. And the, and the sad part is I can actually do most of the formulas from memory. Like, I, I just, like, I know them. And, and I think that also comes from teaching them. You know, yeah. when you start teaching this class, uh, you know, right. on, on reconstruction, I mean, you, you just start to memorize the formulas. Um, but think about the way that plays out of just asking somebody else that only knows how to use a computer program. Like, Hey, yeah. go to the whiteboard and walk us through step-by-step, step. not only doing the formula, derive it, start from Newton's force equals mass times acceleration and derive that formula. All right. It, it, but the society we're in now, it's the path of least resistance. It's what's easier sitting down with a tablet and doing, you know, four pages of math, you know, right. Uh, by hand, or double click in your or one single click your your program yeah. and just put in your data. See, and and I actually commit a little bit more than you. I, I think I didn't know that you were so like liberal and, and wishy-washy here when you come to your math. Like, so I do my math in pen. I can't erase it. Like I literally have to throw it away and start over again. <laughs> I got tired of buying paper. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I got I'm you. trying to save the trees. So, you know, yeah. this is the new eco-friendly Phil rally. <laughs> you know, it got to the point where I'd cut down most of the woods in my backyard, trying to make my own paper. <laughs> Right. I got you. Okay. So, you know, and, and so I think this begs the question and people are going to like watch this and they're like, well, I, I could see the math programs. Mm -hmm. I think everybody could be in agreement with that, even though there's a lot of experts out there that solely rely on them. But I, I think most people would be in agreement that, you know, for the most part, those are going to be accurate. Some, you not, know, somebody well, could. I want to put, yeah. put the disclaimer out there. I'm not saying don't use a math program. Yeah. Absolutely. You do your math, you know, use your math. But again, it's a validation tool to check your hand math. And then for the, for the, the sake of having a nice clean, you know, um, document to submit, I don't, you know, I don't have any problem with that, you know, print it out and it's in a nice report format and so on. And, and that's nice. It's clean. It's good for the, it's easy for the attorney to read. It's easy for the jury to read and so on. You know, because I'll be honest, I don't know, I don't know about you, but there's times I may start up in the top right corner with a simple, you know, 30 DF formula and then down on the bottom right, I'm doing another formula and then over here, I'm up here. And oh, then, no, I don't. I'm like, I'm it, it depends I'm on OCD. what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> it, it depends on, on what I'm doing and where my mind is traveling at that moment in time. But then eventually I'm going to sit down and everything is going to be methodically placed on the page 
yeah. this and then next step is this and next step is this and next step is this and so on until you know I'm done with going through that tablet. Yeah. Um but and I, FYI I, I, for the for the attorneys right here that are thinking and they're like, oh man, you know, I'm just gonna ask for your hand math now to see the errors. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's no hand math to be seen, um, at least the errors, because if you make a mistake in your formula and you're 13 pages into math. I can rest assured, or you can rest assured that that paper has been crumpled up, lit on fire, cussed at, thrown against the wall, uh, probably fed to the dog at some point. <laughs> it's a frustrating thing to throw away 13 pages of math. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, the deeper you get, the deeper you go, it's relied upon everything before. Right. So if you screwed up on the second, the second entry yeah. and you're 27 entries later, guess what? <laughs> right. You know, a lot and, of and it's, and at the end of the day, if that's no offense, if people that have made this, that's a stupid argument to make anyway. Like I think a lot of attorney or uh, experts are afraid of that question of like, well, did you make an error on the math or, you know, oh, so let me see the errors or this, that, and the other. Um, that's a dumb argument. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you can't be perfect. At the end of the day, I caught the error that actually shows you that that expert knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. It's not bad to make an error and catch it. It's bad to make an error and not catch it. Right. Like that's where if, if the numbers aren't jiving, that's where you're like, hey, let me see. Let me see your hand math. Right. Yeah. And you go through and you find the error. And, and we've but, done that in, in a couple of our cases. Actually, in, in one of the cases that that we had, um, the police department made a mathematical error. I caught it and pointed it out in my report. The opposing reconstructionist uh, <laughs> um, actually employs the police officer who who completed that recon report. And so they in their civil recon report, they were like, well, it was just a simple mathematical error. And had Mr. Brown corrected it, he would have seen and gotten the correct answer. Well, wait a second. That's, that's not my job to make the corrections. Like they committed a paper that that was right you, you know what i mean but this is where hand math comes in like if you make an error and fix it that's fine that, that's not a big deal because that right. means that you were smart enough to find it catch it realize that your numbers didn't make sense and go back and correct i mean that's why we joke about phil getting a ten thousand mile an hour speed in one of his cases that's not damaging <laughs> to his record are, are you you're gonna get on the stand and say that you know <laughs> Phil isn't smart, you know, because he, he calculated a 10,000 mile an hour speed. No, he's actually really smart to realize a 10,000 mile an hour speed wasn't reasonable and go back and be like, Oh, that's where I messed up at. <laughs> so um, it would be cause for concern if he published that and said, here you go. <laughs> um, it would have been humorous. I mean, I'll, I'll be given that. I, I think that would I think be... you would have went through your second Dauber challenge. <laughs> 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 yeah, that may have, that may have brought that up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it, it's, you know, do your, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's me, you know, and I know you do it. I know the other guys that work with us at crash tech do the same thing. We do our hand math, then you validate it with that tool because it's a nice way of, if you don't have a means of validating or checking your work before you submit it for peer review, Think about the checks and balances. So I do my hand math. And then it's checked again in peer review. And then I okay. check it with, you know, I validate it through the, the program and it spits out very similar. I mean, like I said, you're always going to have where maybe I carry the decimal out farther than what the program did. So there'll be a little bit of difference there, but nothing, you know, nothing big. And then those are matching. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're peer reviewing it or one of the other guys is peer reviewing it. I mean, the, you got, you know, multiple layers of checks and balances where, where mistakes like that can be uncovered uh, or corrected, caught and corrected. Um, and, and But when you just punch in the variables into a program, the only line of defense for, for a check and balance is the peer review. That's yeah. it. Yep. You know, and, and, and at that point, your person doing the peer review is now having to dismantle your math and, and do it themselves. Or I mean, there's like been a me. number I'm of a, times where I'm a jerk and just highlight it in red and send it back and <laughs> fix this yeah. crap. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I'm trying to be nice because, you know, you, you, you do kind of on a higher rung in the ladder chain of command here, but jerk <laughs> was not the word I was going to use. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but no, that's, that's what it's about folks. At the end of the day, um, it's, it's not about just finding a program to make your life easier. And because I found that I don't have to do the fundamentals. Yeah. Yes, you do. Right. Or you should. Yeah, And this sure. takes us to another, before we run out of time, this takes us to another part of this conversation. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about uh, scale drawings. Ooh, and I'm glad I wanted to talk about this because yeah. here's my thing, right? How many of these programs now import Google Maps? Almost oh, all of them. Yeah. I would say, I mean, there might be one or two rudimentary programs still out there that don't, but most of them bring, bring in Google Maps. And so Phil and I, at one point in our career, actually, when we when we first started out and teamed up, Phil brings to me this this awesome software, and he, he like sits down and he makes a sales pitch to me of how he wants to spend like twelve thousand dollars worth of my money, right? And I'm like, we're brand new with this. I'm a cop, just started that job, so like, I'm not making a lot of money yet. And, uh, you know, so he knows he's got to sell it to me. So he drives all the way up here, uh, which is like a three hour drive, sits down at my table across from me and sells me on the sales pitch. Like you would have thought he was a salesman for this company, right? They offer financing. They do that the whole, the whole nine. <laughs> and, and we use that program for years. And, and between the two of us have probably invested about $20,000 into the diagramic software only to find out after they had sold the company because some, I guess, shady stuff happened or whatnot, sold the company, new company takes over they get in. And one of the claims that this original company had made was that you can import Google maps to scale only to find out from the new company that took over, who I would say arguably is probably one of the leading uh, companies in the world when it comes to measurements, uh, you know, stuff like that. They take over. Were the diagrams coming into scale? No. Nope. <laughs> so, um, you know, but if you never did any hand ma- any, any hand work or, or work right. offline or anything like that, you would never know. And, and so that also brings up the other point. Most people are measuring these scenes using a total station or a laser or a drone now and the drone is flying, it's capturing video and photos and that video and photos goes into a program that converts them into scale photos that then takes measurement points out of them, converts them into a point cloud, imports them into a new program, for, right? And so the potential for error is there. Laser scanners, all this other stuff, all these people are using all these crazy things. And who takes, I know I do, and I think Phil does, but like when I go out to the scene, I take my, my old trusty wheel, my wheel, 
you know, and that, that I check because, you know, a couple times a year, I'll put it up here in, in my garage or, you know, in my driveway, roll a tape measure out 50 feet, roll my wheel down there 50 feet, make sure that the, that it's measuring 50 feet. Right. And then I go out to the scene and I'll wheel off at least a couple points between two telephone poles, between trees, between manhole covers, something so that when I do the diagram, I can click that measurement and see what it comes back as. I do the same thing. I'll, I'll, sometimes I use a wheel, but most times I use a steel tape and I try to pick something that is going to be uh, visible in the Google image. Um, or the or the aerial photo, whatever it is, you know. And a lot of times, depending on the roadway, if it's a lined roadway, I'll measure from the the uh, the outer edge to outer edge or inner edge, whatever the case may be, and get that measurement. And then when I import import that into the the CAD drawing program, um, I'll check it to see. And you know, in, in the pre the first program that we bought that I sales pitched you on so well. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what we had to do mm-hmm. was import that image and then check its, its scale or how it came in against a measurement that we took a hand measurement we took at the scene and then made sure that if it wasn't scaled, it, it was, we, we, we did scale it so that then when we imported our measurements, everything was to scale and you still should be doing that. I don't care what you're using or what program drawing program you're using i don't care if it if it says and it guarantees 150 percent of the time that 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 scene that you import in or that image you import in is always guaranteed 100 percent to scale if you're not doing your due diligence and doing it yourself to come to check it shame on you because at the end of the day if you don't check it you don't know how far off it is yeah you know, and your points may line up when you import your points and eh, they're close. That should tell you right there. If you're going, eh, they're close. You got a problem with the scale of that image. Yeah. And the only yeah. way you're going to know that it's, there's a scaling problem is, you know, a random measurement that you took that you can check. So if you're not doing that, shame on you because you are assuming that it's right. Yeah. And you know, there's so much technology used too now that user error also is becoming kind of a, a, a relevant issue. Like for instance, there's, there's one of the, the crash teams up by us um, on the law enforcement side that, that maps their scenes. And so far we've gotten every one of their diagrams excluded when, when I've gone against them because for some reason, however they have their total station set up. So they're using a total station, a very accurate total station too, um, to, to measure their scenes. But however it's set up on the inside, their points are 10,000 feet to the east, 10,000 feet in the air, and 10,000 feet too far north or south. And so you always have to adjust them for each one of the measurements. And, and that's kind of a problem of like, well, wait a sec, you know, and that's always kind of their defense is they're like, well, but they're all like that. So we just know it and, and readjust. Um, how about you fix your tool? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's like yeah. me saying like, well, I, I know my, the, the head on my hammer, um, you know, doesn't work, but I'm just, I, so I just use the hammer sideways and <laughs> to hammer the nails. How about you just fix your tool? <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, that's just, it's ridiculous to do it any other way. Well, and, and it's back to what we've said all along. It's, um, 
the the expectation that we have in society as a whole that when you buy something, it is exactly what the the, the retailer said it is. And the problem is we don't work in an industry where close enough is good enough. Right. Because some of the things that you are doing are so sensitive to absolute accuracy, you know, yeah. plus or minus a, a foot or plus or minus, you know, two feet is, is huge in some circumstances. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, think about, think about the cases where we get a gouge that's right at the center line of a road. Yeah. And I mean, six inches could make or break who was left to center. Yeah. So do your, you know, your expert needs to be doing their job and valid you know, and it's a simple question. Hey, I got your, I got your scale drawing here. You know, your PDF drawing you sent me. I see where everything's at. Blah blah blah. Just real quick, um, did you validate the, the the scale that it came in at, or, or that the, it came into scale? Yeah. And if they say, well, what do you mean? At that point, there should be a light switch turning on. Yeah. You know, the answer should very easily be absolutely. Yep. I always I always check. You know, and the two points I checked were right there. If you go to the center of your diagram that you see there, yep, you see that. I checked from that hash line to the white fog line. You know, I measured 13 feet, four inches. The computer, when I checked it on the computer, it was 13.3396. Yep. Yeah, you know, exactly. They and, should be checking that. And that's the other thing, too, is, I mean, think about even on scene. So, you know, and I've only been asked this once of like, when was the last time your total station was calibrated? Right. Well, the total stations actually have no requirement to be calibrated. I mean, right. the you know, a lot of the the sellers, the retailers of them will recommend that they come back once a year just for cleaning and inspection and stuff like that. But because they charge for that service, um, as long as you're checking the calibration, right? If, if you see a problem and that's that's the way like we use the, the, the total stations that we use, that's exactly what the factory told us is they're like, once they're checked by us and they're, they're certified, that's good yeah. to go unless you find a problem then you right. need to send it back. And so like, we always will check a measurement at the start of the scene. And then at the end of the scene, the same measurement. So like, you know, when we set up our total station, I'll wheel off out to a telephone pole or, or run a tape measure out or whatever to a known right. object and say, okay, well that's 12 feet, three inches. And then, if, you know, I'll come back, shoot that same point with my total station, make sure it's 12 feet, three inches. And then I'll do all my measurements. And at the end of the scene, I'll reshoot it. And it better be 12 feet, three inches. Yeah. Right. But I see a lot of experts though, that don't take that, that reference measurement again at the end of the scene. So how do you know that the tool didn't have a, a problem halfway through and right. half of your measurements are wrong or, you know, right after you took that measurement, something didn't happen. And I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, and I know it's happened to me um, with a robotic Toto station where you get, you know, half what you get into point two hundred and fifty, right? And all of a sudden, you turn, you know, and you're and you're seven hundred feet down the roadway, and you realize you've you measured the stop sign two hundred and fifty times because the laser got stuck. <laughs> and then you turn around and look, and your and your total station is you know staring at the back of the semi that keeps going down the roadway, going. Right. You know, so I've taken. Or it, yeah, or it grabbed a fireman's vest and has followed the fireman <laughs> around the scene, and you measured his position two hundred and fifty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's things like that, you know, but again, folks, it comes down to 
you're, you're an expert and, and by no stretch of the imagination am I trying to say that, you know, there's there's a, a big portion of the experts out there that are just freelancing it and doing it wrong. The point I think we're trying to make here and Eric agree or disagree or really doesn't matter what I you disagree. Think. Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> the point is make sure you're checking your expert, you know, make sure your expert is doing those little things because yeah. you don't want that stupid question to be the question that tanks your otherwise perfect case. Yep. You yeah. Know, did you check, did you double check the scale of draw? Well, no, I didn't. And I would so you say just assumed. And now everything from the drawing, because that's where, you know, all of your calculations starts. are stemming from. Yeah. It is, you know, your drawing. So if they, if they can sh- put some doubt in the credibility of your drawing, it, you're, you and your expert now look like a fool. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I, and I would say 99.99% of your experts out there are doing it right. Yeah. I would yeah. agree. I mean, like we know a lot of experts and I would say most of them are doing it right. Yep. Um, but two things, one, you may run across an expert that isn't and two, um, you may have caught that expert on the one time that they just had a lot going on in their life and they tried to cut corners that one time. Yeah. And that it's that all it takes is that one time to burn you. Yeah. So, but dude, we are actually up against our clock on this one. Um, Any final thoughts? I think it just goes back to keeping it simple, do it right. And then, you know, trust your, trust yourself first. You were trained as an expert. You were trained to do this and you were trained a certain way to do it. Yeah. Do it the way you were trained to do it. And then use those other tools that are out there to, uh, I guess, just shine up and polish your your final product. Don't yeah. use it. Don't use it as the primary source. Yeah. And, and my final thoughts actually going to be, I'm going to echo the words here from a movie because I just watched this movie um, oh, the other boy. day. But no, this was such a this was such a relevant sentence is in there. It's two superheroes talking. One's an older one and, and one's a, a new superhero. And the older one says to him, he goes, never apologize for being the smartest person in the room. So do your own work, right? And, and be the smartest person in the room. It's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. So nope. Well, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for the day. As always, jump over to Facebook and make sure you follow and join Crash Tech, the Expert Angle group. Also, if you want to leave us feedback, have an idea for a show, or would like to be on a future show, head over to crashtechexpertangle.podbean.com and click the link on the right that says contact the show. The form will come up. Put anything that you want right in there. If you want more information on expert consulting services or training, visit us online at www.crashtechreconstruction.com. And finally, if you're a PI attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Facebook group. Or if you're a defense attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Defense Facebook group. Neither site contains any ads or spam. It's just a private community that brings experts from all different areas together with attorneys to collaborate or ask questions. So again, guys, thanks for tuning in. And remember, always leave your accident victims better off than you found them because at the end of the day, everything we're doing is for them.